This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Welcome to the Knowledge at Wharton podcast. I'm Deborah Yao, a senior editor here at Knowledge at Wharton. With me today is Alejandro Lopez Lira, a doctoral candidate at the Wharton School, whose research is supported by the Mac Institute for Innovation Management and the Rodney L. White Center for Financial Research. He's here today to talk about some research he recently did on assessing risks. When analysts or academics want to assess the risks that a company faces, they usually look at macroeconomic factors or the company's operations, such as a declining sales trend, to calculate those risks. But Alejandro approached this in a novel way. Instead, he asked this question, what if... Instead of letting the outside world tell us what risks a company faces, let's have the company tell us itself. After all, a company knows its business best. So this is all explained in his paper, which is called Risk Factors That Matter, Textual Analysis of Risk Disclosures for the Cross-Section of Returns. Welcome, Alejandro. Hi, Dora. Thank you. First of all, tell us how you, you were able to look through the company's own words to find out what risks it faces. You know, the usual way in which we study the risks firms are facing and how risky it is to invest in them is by checking their fundamentals, for example, the sales or the market conditions, like the dividend yield or the volatility and the macroeconomic environment. This is especially true in academia. However, it turns out that publicly held companies file annual reports with the SEC called the 10K each year. In that annual report, you can see how a company business did in the past year, as well as a detailed description of each company's business. And importantly, inside that report, there's also a section that lists all the risks that a company faces. That's where I decided to look. Since there are thousands of public companies and years of data, I couldn't read each statement individually. But luckily, there are techniques in machine learning that allow me to go automatically to the section listing the risk factors. It looked at all the words and organize them into 25 interpretable risks without me having to read through any of them. It almost feels like magic. I get risks like uh, China exposure or the oil industry, for example. At the end, I ended up using the four systematic risks that affect most firms, since the systematic risk is what investors care about anyways, and we can describe a significant portion of the risks with this. Wonderful. So, Can you give us examples for each of the four systematic risks that you identified? Sure, I'm happy to. So the first one is technological risk. For example, if you invest in developing a better screen for your phone or new features for software, there's always a chance that it will not not work out as well as you expected. Naturally, firms in the tech sector such as Oracle or Microsoft are more affected by this risk. The second one is production risk. So, for example, if you're a hardware company like Samsung, there's always a chance something goes wrong in the factories or the supply chain and that the final product doesn't end up as planned. As expected, firms with complicated production processes such as Intel or NVIDIA are more exposed to these risks. The third one is international risks. So, you know, for example, if there's a recession in Europe, your products may not sell as well as you expected there. Or if the exchange rate goes sideways, you may end up with lower profits than expected. Companies with global presence, such as Apple or Coca-Cola, are especially exposed to this risk. And finally, consumer demand risk, which means that your product may not sell as well as expected because of a weak demand, possibly because of economic conditions or because of other competing products. 
naturally, retail firms such as Walmart or Starbucks are more exposed to this. Um, so one of the most fascinating things I found in your study was that you used a text-based approach to identify the biggest risks each company faces. Well, tell us some of the challenges of uh, using that method. The first thing I learned is that you can just put text into the computer and expect it to understand it. Do you actually need a technique that transforms words into number that a machine can understand? This is the where the machine learning part was crucial, although I will not bore you with the technicalities. The second challenge is that this is a huge database since I was working with all of the reports on by all of the companies in 2006. So naturally, it was challenging to fit everything in my small laptop. But luckily, there are some techniques that allow me to just work with fewer documents at a time. And finally, languages are complicated objects. So sometimes just uh, breaking the text into words will make some concepts lose their meaning, such real estate or interest rate. So I had to put those back together. And it turns out that there are also many words that don't really convey information, such as the articles, DEA, and, and I had to dispose of them to make their soul cleaner. So, um, so after you did all that, what were your findings? Well, I find that most of the risk in investing in these companies and the movements in stock price can be explained by how much each company is exposed to these four risks. And some answers can be illuminating. For example, one would think that the risk that Intel faces is mostly technological, but it turns out that the company, through its language in the SEC filings, is telling us the biggest risk comes from the international markets, followed by the production risk, the demand risk, and finally, technology risk. Anyone looking at it from a traditional standpoint would start with technology risk. Another example comes from Apple. Uh, it is natural to think that most of these risks come from either the consumer demand, competition with Google and Microsoft, or some production risk. Well, it turns out that their biggest risk, according to them, is related to their international operations. And this, of course, makes sense if you consider that the that in the first quarter of the fiscal year 2019, Apple generated 62% of its revenue outside of the U.S. So uh, were there any results that came as a surprise to you? Definitely. I think we are not used, at least in academia, to pay attention to the rest of the world and international markets when assessing the risks that companies in the U.S. face. Well, this turns out to be a great mistake, since naturally most of the biggest companies in the stock market, for example, Apple, Exxon, and Procter & Gamble, operate in a global scale. And a huge part of their profits are derived from international operations. So... Um what are some of the practical applications of your research? Like, for example, would it make Wall Street analysts do a better job of assessing risks in companies they follow? It certainly would make their work easier, since uh, basically if you have the annual report of a company, you can quickly apply the technique in seconds and assess what are the risks each firm is facing. You can also relate this risk to the return you expect to get when investing in them and compare them with similar firms. Mm -hmm. So how is your research different from prior work in this area? Well, the usual approaches for assessing the risk of investing in a company are statistical or involve economic theory. My approach differs in the sense that it uses the information revealed by the companies and gives them the credit they deserve since they probably understand the risks they face better than we do. Using textual analysis combined with machine learning is relatively new in the finance academic literature despite the fact that it has been used ex extensively in the industry. One big exception is a working paper by Israelsen with a similar approach, trying to use text analysis to understand the traditional risk factors in finance. For example, it is well known that firms with a high book-to-market ratio and higher returns, and then, 
and they try to understand if this is in any way related to the risks that frameworks disclose. I do feel that using new sources of data and techniques such as machine learning have a huge potential in improving our understanding of markets and that the area is substantially underexplored. What's next for you? How will you follow up this research? I want to explore how the risk that each firm disclose is useful to predict the aggregate risks that the whole economy face. Hopefully this will improve our understanding of what causes economic crisis and how can we treat and prevent them. Well, thank you so much for that, Alejandro. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us today. You can find more insights from Knowledge of Wharton on our website, knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. You can also find all of our podcasts on iTunes. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.